On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, January 28th, Ian Cameron with you. We will have Andrew McGinnis uh, and Alex B. Smith with with me momentarily as well, uh, as we will be ready to break down this uh, Friday NHL card. Five games on tap, looking forward to it. Uh, Big night on Thursday night, we'll talk about that. Also want to remind you that tomorrow on our Saturday show, we're going to have a special guest, Renus Vitalins. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Vito Picks. You'll actually see him. He tunes into our show every day. He's often in our YouTube chat. A former professional hockey player, junior level as well, from Latvia, where he still resides currently. And he'll be joining us tomorrow, helping us break down the Saturday uh, NHL card. It is a huge Saturday uh, of NHL action tomorrow. It's also Hockey Day in Canada uh, tomorrow, the annual uh, celebration of hockey uh, in this country, stories and you know, the roots of hockey and growing up playing in the outdoor rinks uh, and all these, you know, tr- the fabric uh, of hockey throughout the country, coast to coast, is always celebrated uh, on Hockey Day in Canada. So that will be uh, taking place uh, tomorrow. So uh, absolutely, we're looking forward to that uh, tomorrow as big part of the Saturday card. They're doing this wall-to-wall usual type of schedule tomorrow where you're going to have games all day and all night for uh, CBC Hockey Night in Canada and Rogers Sportsnet in Canada for Hockey Day in Canada. So you're going to have Ottawa playing, I believe, Anaheim at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. You're going to have Winnipeg and St. Louis, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, Montreal is playing Edmonton at 7 p.m. Eastern, along with Toronto and Detroit at that time. And then Calgary and Vancouver tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern. So it is every Canadian team playing tomorrow for Hockey Day in Canada. So uh, it's going to be a big Saturday uh, slate tomorrow, and we will be uh, very, very much looking forward to breaking it down. Uh, Before we get to today's card, let's look back on Thursday and what took place on the ice. Anaheim 5-4 over Montreal. The defensive problems continue for the uh, Canadians. Can't say I'm that surprised by it. Keeping the puck out of their own net has been a problem. And, of course, they're basically relegated to a couple of very inexperienced goalies that Quite honestly, I don't think are ready for every single game duty at the NHL level at the moment in uh, Montembeau, and especially Caden Primo. Uh, just not quite ready to be a number one goalie uh, at this point in time uh, at the NHL level, but they have to uh, because of what's going on. Price hasn't played all year, uh, and of course, Jake Allen is out for the uh, Canadians as well. So they're struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. It was a great night for the uh, Anaheim uh, top forwards for sure. Trevor Zegras with a couple of goals and with another lacrosse style uh, goal uh, that he scored. Uh, just, you know, I, I always enjoy seeing that, to be honest. You know, it's it's an incredible amount of skill and talent to be able to do that. Uh, and uh, it's now multiple teams that Zegras is victimized with that 
Michigan lacrosse move, if you will. Uh, and he did it again last night with that uh, 5-4 win against uh, Montreal. Uh, we saw Carolina, you know, plucky, feisty Ottawa team, which is often what the Senators have done. They, they give the best teams really a tough battle, but oftentimes they fall short. While they do give them a battle, they fall short, and that's exactly what happened. 3-2, uh, Carolina survives in a shootout. Tampa Bay, you know, gutsy effort from New Jersey. Uh, you know, they hang in there. Their goaltending, actually, Gillies was a lot better last night than he's been recently, uh, but the Lightning end up getting past the uh, Devils 3-2. Florida, very good 4-1 win against Vegas for them. Again, home ice, they just can't be touched, it seems. Another very solid uh, win for the Panthers there on home ice against a good Vegas team. Past the Islanders 3-2. I kind of thought that the Kings were getting too good of a price there. It proved to be that way as the Islanders just can't string any sort of, you know, multi-win streak going. It's That it continues to be an issue for them. Seattle with the upset of the night, 2-1 over Pittsburgh, plus 300 underdogs. And not what we expected. Pittsburgh, yeah, that offense held in check last night by the uh, Kraken. So give Seattle credit. They really, really played a, a left-wing lock, neutral zone trap type of game. Uh, and it exactly played out to perfection there. Uh, we saw Columbus 5-3. We all kind of thought the Rangers were in a bit of a tricky spot there, you know, against a Columbus team feeling embarrassed after 6-0 loss to Calgary and 62 shots allowed on goal. And, you know, they got off to a pretty bad start, Columbus 2-0. It wasn't looking good early, but they rallied quickly to tie it. And they pretty much uh, played a really solid, sturdy, complete game after that. So, Kind of figured Columbus was sitting on a good effort. Pride takes over. You don't want to be humiliated and shellacked like they were against the Flames, and they did bounce back. St. Louis, 5-1 over Calgary. Very predictable kind of spot that St. Louis would probably avenge that loss. They're back home. You know, Calgary thumped them on Monday night. Uh, Calgary this time was the tired team, uh, and St. Louis ended up getting the 5-1 win, taking advantage of a, a good spot for them, much like Calgary did uh, against St. Louis. Uh, earlier this week on Monday night, Vancouver 5-1 over Winnipeg. Look, Winnipeg being minus 180 last night was a head scratcher for me. And it's a situation that if you're on top of things in the NHL and you know in-depth situations involving teams, you have an edge over the odds makers. Odds makers clearly had no idea what's going on with the Jets, that they've lost five in a row, that they had three starting defensemen out. And that, that shouldn't have been minus 180 last night against Vancouver. And the Canucks ended up uh, nice underdog cash for a lot of us there. 5-1 uh, over the Jets as the Jets' struggles continue. They just need to get their blue line healthy. You can't have three starting defensemen. Morrissey, Stanley, DeMello, those are all good defensemen for them. They need them back. Uh, Edmonton, uh, that's now three in a row. Get that fire hydrant out. You know, put them out. They're red hot. They're three in a row now after a, a shootout win uh, against the Nashville Predators by a score of 3-2. And the big news, Evander Kane signed for the Edmonton Oilers. And look, and Andrew's going to join us in a sec. We'll get his thoughts here. Um, look, Evander Kane's got, he screwed up in, in the past. We know that. His off-ice conduct, things going on in his life, what he's done, his betting, uh, you know, issues uh, that's got, that have gone on as well. We know all about his personal life and the turmoil off the ice and his conduct off the ice. And I'm not a big Evander Kane fan of the person that is Evander Kane. And I said that. But what he is is a very good goal scorer. And what he is is a talented hockey player. And that's what we have to look at, the hockey side of it. And if you put him with a Connor McDavid, this is still arguably the best winger or line mate that Connor McDavid's ever played with if they end up indeed putting him on a top line with McDavid. And the chemistry that could develop with those two guys could be really, really special. Again, do I like the guy as a person? No. 
Uh, you know, he's, he's made a lot of mistakes. He's got dubious uh, checkered past. We know that. Um, but they are looking at this from a hockey standpoint and giving him a shot chance, a clean slate. Don't screw up. Keep your head on straight. I'm sure Kenny Holland's talked to him about this before signing him. I'm sure Dave Tippett has talked to him about this. Don't screw this up. We're giving you a shot. Make it work. And we think you can help our hockey team. Uh, Andrew, uh, welcome in. Uh, thoughts on last night and uh, even the Evander Kane signing. Obviously, that was the big news yesterday. Yeah, good to be here, Ian. Happy Friday to everybody. Uh, you know, I guess... I feel like I start a lot of my, my, you know, when I come when I come in and join you guys with regret. And it, the funny thing is, is, as sports betters, we really don't care about our wins because we, that's what we expected to happen. Uh, the losses and the plays we left on the board are the ones we're most upset about. And I guess that Vancouver Canucks one in is the one that I was disappointed that I didn't pull the trigger on uh, as far as a winner because that's a tough one. Uh, I, I knew Winnipeg, it was too, you know, they were way too high of a price, but I didn't know if I wanted to get involved in that one. Obviously, uh, great, great spot there. Great job by Vancouver as dogs. Um, cashed a you know, stronger play of mine, uh, which was uh, the Anaheim Ducks and the Habs game over the total. Really liked that play yesterday. Um, you know, and, and besides that, that uh, four-minute minor from Dauphin, it was actually a good game from the Habs. I mean, two two power play goals allowed on that power play. But other than that, a 5-4 game. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I am very, very thankful for getting a push on my Islanders and LA Kings over five, Ian. I have no idea how I was That's able to get that. that. You went against the flow in that game because everybody, the, the betting markets were pounding the under in that game. Yeah. Uh, and you were about alone on an island, like in the over, but you got it at five, which was the key. And it's what saved yeah. you in the end. Uh, not necessarily, you know, uh, it's a, kind of a tough beat for the under, but hey, you take it. Right. When you get <laughs> yeah. Point, that, if you had under five, you're absolutely furious yeah. about oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was happy to come out with the, you know, um, to get out to escape that game, you know, with no wins, no loss. I was happy to take that. Um, but yeah, that Evanson game was super exciting. Um, I, I think that it goes to show, though, look what happened in the shootout. I mean, McDavid absolutely undresses uh, Soros, and that was just a crazy good finish. But it just goes to show that they still don't have much besides those top guys, you know, and that's what it comes down to. McDavid scored earlier in the game. He scores the overtime or the shootout winner. Besides Dreisaitl, like you said, I mean, Kane is going to be one of the better skilled players he's played with and experienced, I should say, especially um, ever, you know, and, and he does bring that experience. So it's like you said, Ian, we're not on here to talk about politics. We're not on here to talk about anything else but hockey. Yeah, We can talk about certain thoughts about players and we can have our funny rants and we can all joke around about how much we hate that Aaron Dell did that to Batherston and all that stuff. But realistically, we're here to talk about hockey and hockey betting. And when it comes down to it, Evander Kane will make the Oilers a better team, I think, as long as he's, you know, uh, there's no more shenanigans. And I think that with a one-year, $1 million deal, he's fighting for his NHL career. And with the way the Oilers are starting to pick it up a little bit, they haven't done well, you know, the past couple of weeks on a larger scale. I think it's great. I think Kane slots in and does well with them. And the best part is he's not getting signed to like a shitty team. I feel like I would expect more drama if he got signed by like the Coyotes tomorrow. You know what I mean? But he's getting signed by a team that has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on it. I mean, he's like, holy shit. Like these guys are giving me a chance and I'm joining a really good team with the best player in the world. I mean, I'd be pretty thankful if I was him.
Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this. The focus should be there. Incentive should be there. You're on a, at least a good team. I don't know how good they they're going to be eventually, Edmonton. But you know, they've had a rocky season. They had a great start. They've had a miserable, you know, last month, month and a half. But now they're starting to turn it around again. Um, in, but the incentive and the focus should be there. You know, focus on hockey. Focus on putting in the absolute best performance you can on a nightly basis for your team. Never mind all the stuff that uh, you're doing off the ice. Focus on this. And I'm sure, like I said, Holland, Tippett, these are guys that have been in the hockey business as coaches, as GMs for a very long time. I'm sure they've had this discussion with him. You know, if we're talking about it, I'm sure they've said all these same things to Evander Kane. Like, make sure you don't screw up this opportunity you have. Focus on helping us. Focus on your game. Uh, Focus on trying to be the best person you can be player you can be and teammate you can be and i'm sure they've had that kind of discussion with him for sure and i'm not going to talk about whether they should have signed him or not whether they should have given him a chance or not you know it's it's one of these societies where we try to give someone a second chance here this is probably the last chance though for evander kane if this doesn't go well for him it's probably not getting another chance from anybody uh we got alex b smith back with us happy to have alex back welcome in alex so how was uh, last night for you uh, last night was was okay. I, I mean, I only had one game and I ended up losing it. So I mean, it wasn't the the worst thing. I had some other takes that I liked and glad I stayed away from them. Uh, it's just unfortunate to see the Rangers the way that they had that hot start and then all of a sudden just collapse. They go from two nothing and then blink of an eye they're down two two. End up losing that game five three. I needed just one more goal to get my team total over in, in that spot. But uh, you know, you look at some interesting things. The LA Kings, you know, getting that three two win, and it's interesting because that. that total opened at five and I actually did have a little bit of that so pushed on, on that I thought five was just a, a odd number to have I get it you know low scoring uh this Kings team now I think they're 11 three and two to the under in, in the last few games so that's something to keep an eye on where we're seeing teams flying over and everything six and a half nowadays uh we might be seeing some more fives than five and a halves with the LA Kings so those are the two things that were the takeaways from the card last night it's funny you guys were talking about uh, Vander Kane, because I just got off of a radio spot talking about the same situation. And the the way I look at it is this is, you know, the with Edmonton, where they are right now, obviously, this is a disappointing start to the year on top of what's been this long string of disappointing years. This I mean, it could go either fairly well. Like you said, if Vander Kane just focuses on hockey and he gels well, we know he has the talent. Uh, and, and playing with these get with with you know the likes of McDavid and Drysaddle, and, and you know he should be able to to you know get some generated ch- some good chances and be a top scorer that we've seen him be in this league. However, if things go bad, and we're already talking about what's going on with the Edmonton media, you're just adding jet fuel to a garbage fire right now. Uh, if things get off to a bad start with him, so you have to be very careful. He's got to be very careful. This is definitely his last chance. Uh, I thought this dude would already be playing in Russia by now, to be honest. So the fact that he's still in the NHL and going to be on an active roster, uh, he should count his lucky stars and, and hopefully he can get back to focusing on the game and, and playing at the high level that we know he's capable of doing. Yeah, the happiest guy to have Andrew Kane on the team might be Leon Dreisaitl. It means Jim Matheson's going to find a new target now, uh, <laughs> potentially uh, in the uh, next <laughs> right. couple of weeks. But uh, no, it'll be no, and that's true. I mean, you've got these old grizzly old vet reporters there for the Oilers that uh, you know you better play, you better perform on the ice, and you better keep your nose out of trouble off the ice. Uh, if you're a Vander Kane, uh, especially with some of the, like I say, uh, you, they will bring it up in a press conference situation. Oh, if there's some kind of 
issue off the ice or another uh, incident of uh, bad conduct off the ice or scandal of some kind pops up with Kane while he's so in Edmonton. It, it reminded me a lot. It reminded me a lot of when Theo Fleury joined the Blackhawks in, yeah. in the 0203 season and, and things just went from bad to worse for him. I mean, you know, the, the addiction issues he had and then eventually the big fight he ended up getting into with the strip club fight in Columbus that ended up blowing up that whole team. And, and, you know, that, that team was a playoff team the year beforehand. So, you know, sometimes bringing in, you know, guys who have checkered past, despite the talent, like you said, it, you, you still have to remember that they've had these checkered past. These things have happened for a reason. And if you already have a volatile situation, which you truly do, at least as far as what the production is on the ice with the Edmonton Oilers, this could be that one domino that really just shakes things out of control if things get out of control. So, so everybody's just got to really kind of cross their T's and dot their I's with the situation. Yeah, exactly. And Trisha made a good point in the chat here about the Tony D'Angelo there with uh, Carolina. He's actually gone there. He's there's no rumblings of bad behavior or incidents with the team or incidents off the ice with him. Apparently, things are going pretty well. I'm sure Brenda Moore has uh, you know snapped him into shape. You know, and that you can't be doing this kind of stuff here if you're going to stay on our Carolina Hurricanes team. We've got a good thing going here. We're not letting you be that guy that upsets the apple cart. If you know, well, it's like I, I said, mean. they're a good team. Yeah, right. More incentive to behave yourself if you're playing on a team that's actually good. That's right. That that's a big part of it. You know, it's amazing how all of a sudden these guys are under their best behavior when they're on a good team and a team that's got a chance to do something special. Look at Odell Beckham with the Rams. You know, you heard all this stuff about how what a problem he was in Cleveland, problem in the locker room, arguing with Baker Mayfield, not not liking his quarterback too much. And now he goes to the Rams and he's playing insanely good right now for the Rams. And every teammate for that Rams team known to man is talking about how just what a great teammate he's been, how, how hard he's been working, how he's gotten, you know, a grasp, grasp of the offense quickly and great chemistry and gets along with Stafford uh, and all this stuff. And <laughs> that's, it's amazing, right? Yeah, I wouldn't let uh, Baker Mayfield be yep. the quarterback of my uh, flag football team. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, blame, I don't blame him for being upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Maybe he's just uh, frustrated with all the interceptions and just the underachievement of Baker, you know, in Cleveland. To be quite honest with you, but uh, that's another story. That's another sport. We're here to talk hockey, and we're going to talk hockey now. Let's get to the Friday card. Uh, we'll start with the Detroit Red Wings taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got Pittsburgh uh, minus two thirty to minus two forty five. Uh, home favorites here, total six, shaded to the over. Of course, for the Penguins, it's a back-to-back for them. A rest advantage for Detroit because they played Wednesday in a what ended up being a wild game against Chicago, 8-5, to five, 13 goals in the two games combined. Uh, so it is a rest advantage for Detroit with the day off. Pittsburgh on a back-to-back, but it's a back-to-back with no travel, being back-to-back home games for the Penguins. Uh, they'll be looking to bounce back clearly after a 2-1 to one, uh, overtime loss to the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, they only had 24 shots on goal and averaged eight shots per period in that game. So give the Kraken credit. It was a very, very solid uh, performance from them defensively in that game last night against uh, Pittsburgh. And I saw parts of it. You know, they were really just lining up, you know, two, both blue liners and two of their forwards with one in the center ice area, two along the blue line, and then the defenseman not far behind. The gap control was superb last night for Seattle. Uh, defensively they didn't really let Pittsburgh get moving and get that puck and that transition game north south going at any point and I think that kind of I really think Seattle especially on this road trip they're going to look to play that same way 
that they did against Pittsburgh on this road trip because they got some tough games. Uh, they're going to be playing the uh, Islanders tomorrow. They're going to be playing the Rangers on Sunday uh, on this road trip. I think unders are probably the way you're going to have to look. If they play anything like they did last night, they, they want to dumb this thing down. And they certainly did that last night uh, against the Penguins in that victory. So Penguins looking to bounce back here in this one. Detroit, obviously, 8-5 loss to uh, Chicago. Detroit's had trouble keeping the puck out of their own net, you know, these last few games. You look at recent results for them. They gave up five in an overtime loss to Dallas, four to Nashville, eight to Chicago uh, the other night. Uh, The Penguins probably sitting on a better bounce-back situation here, you would think, at least offensively. Uh, Remember the last time they played, actually, I'm looking back in previous meetings, Detroit at Pittsburgh uh, in this building. You know, you go back to January of 2018, Pittsburgh scored four goals, five goals, four goals, five goals in the last four home games against Detroit. So I'm going to keep it simple here. I mean, obviously Detroit Pittsburgh probably does get the win, but I'm not going to lay minus 240 or go puck line. I think the best option here, it's a minus 130 to minus 140 price on the Penguins team total uh, over three and a half. That's the way I would bet it here in this one. And it it is one of uh, my bets here in this game. And if DeSmith plays, which I think he will, considering it was uh, Jari last night, I don't want to put my stock in, him shutting down Detroit completely because with him, he's capable of a good game and he's capable. He's kind of like Yorgiev for the Rangers on this team. One night he's good, one night he's not, Casey DeSmith. So I'd rather take that out of the equation. Penguins team total allows me to do that. So Penguins team total over three and a half for me in this one. Alex, uh, what do you think here? Red Wings, Penguins. Yeah, it'd be a little bit of a lean to the over. And you look at that, that Hawks Red Wings game the other night. Uh, that game's eight to five, mainly because of how the Hawks can, you know, fail to hold leads. I mean, they almost blew that lead. They were up four nothing, and then before you know it, in the forty minutes, it's four three, uh, Hawks. If that was a better team playing Detroit, they probably scored ten or eleven goals. And, and honestly, the transition game was poor. Uh, they were getting caught in, in, out of position. Uh, the Hawks, the power play was was actually rocking and rolling for a change. So. Uh, Detroit's got a lot of issues right now. And, and, you know, Andrew, I know you talked a lot about these over-under save props. You know, Nadelkovic's a guy you're going to have to kind of worry about because he's been pulled five times now uh, this mm-hmm. season. And so that's something I think the, if, if you're going to, you know, handicap those numbers, you got to look at, you know, how often does a guy get pulled, uh, you know, and, and and factor that into the equation. Because, granted, yeah, if he stayed in the game, if they let him roll, he you know, he could have faced a bunch of shots and, and gone over in the save total. But, you know, he, it was some soft goals that he let in, and, and he didn't see uh, anything past the second period. So that's something to keep in mind. And also, I kind of want to use this this game as an example to kind of talk about something that I was reading on Twitter. I know some people were talking about getting uh, adjusted prices, something I talk about often with first period or full game totals, specifically overs. This is one where I would look at grabbing uh, the first period over, you know, live because you're seeing right now laying a dollar forty five, dollar fifty. But we're not waiting for these to drop all the way down to become plus money. Uh, you know, if you've seen a 155 or 160, I'll usually jump in at wherever I feel uh, the number should have been set. And that's why we always talk about kind of creating lines. And we don't really talk about that mo- much in hockey like we do football or basketball necessarily. But I think having a target line for these first period totals or full game totals is important because I'll probably jump in on this and maybe minus a dollar thirty, dollar thirty five. That's something I would have played if it opened up at the beginning of the day. Uh, but we're not waiting for these to plummet all the way down to, to plus money because at that point, you know, you're more likely going to end up getting a goal. And then all of a sudden now one and a half has gone to two and a half. So that's something I just want to make a note of. Uh, it's not always just trying to grab plus money. It's just trying to grab a better price 
not laying 170, that, that means, you know, 130 for saving 40 cents. That goes a long way moving forward. Yeah, it is. That's good. A good piece of betting advice, betting strategy, and it's going to save you some, you know, better bets at a better, better numbers and better prices long-term if you approach it uh, that way, for sure. No doubt about that. So uh, Andrew, uh, your thoughts here, Detroit, Pittsburgh. I like I like goals here in this one. I I think that uh, team total for Pittsburgh is a good idea. Over in general, I could see I could see Detroit squeaking a few themselves. Um, at first start of the day, I liked the team total more. Then I kind of convinced myself, you know what, you know I'd rather you know avoid any type of chalk at all with a team total with the Penguins, and 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 I I can count on the the Red Wings to get me a few as well. Despite and I agree with what Alex said there, but also that game was just such a shit show that it's hard to imagine we're going to get one that crazy again. True. But, but, but I still think that we're going to see a lot of goals. I mean, I mean, you're right though. That game looked like a basketball game at one point uh, or at least a baseball game. But um, I, I really think that we could see goals in this one. I'm looking at uh, Jake Gensel over on the shots, Jake Gensel, the score He's someone I've targeted today. Um, I've talked about it all the time. I, you know, I'm not someone that always looks towards the bargain bin with my goal scores. I've made it very clear. I look towards the guys that are, I, it's the same thing as, you know, looking at an anytime touchdown score in the NFL on a Sunday at minus 110. That's what I'm doing here uh, with Jake Gensel, a guy that's had so many chances last couple of games. He's been playing exceptionally, whether he scores in a game or not. Last game, I believe he had four shots on goal. I think Gensel scores tonight. I think he gets involved. You can also get uh, Jeff Carter over 0.5 points at a pretty good price. I like what his line's been doing as well. So I'm on the over six uh, so far. It's just no team total over six for me. Uh, Also a little play on those props, though. I really like Jake Gensel tonight to get involved. I think you've been banging the uh, Jake Gensel drum a few times lately, definitely. Yeah. And uh feels like yeah, it could be a bust-out type of performance from him tonight. We'll see uh, if that is indeed the case. And certainly for Detroit, by the way, they either have to put Nadelkovic back in, which I think they will tonight uh, against Pittsburgh because he got pulled the other night and didn't play well. Because Thomas Grice is out. He will miss. He's not available tonight. He won't play against Toronto or be available tomorrow night against Toronto either. So it's either that or Calvin Pickard you know, for Detroit right now. So you either go back to Nadelkovich tonight or you go with Calvin Pickard. And it's very easy to see why Nadelkovich is having a bit of a rougher season. You don't have the hurricane blue line in front of you. You know, obviously yep. that's going to play a part and maybe why he's not had a uh, as good of a season so far here with uh, Detroit. You just don't have as good of a team in front of you. To be fair, Calvin Pickard made some great saves when he came in in relief in the, the last two periods of that, that game on Wednesday night against Chicago. So, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see him get one. Obviously, he's going to get one of these two starts, but I wouldn't be afraid to start him against uh, Pittsburgh here. Obviously, you're dealing with, with two top-tier offenses in Pittsburgh and Toronto uh, each of the night. So um, I, I wouldn't be afraid to, to start him at all in this spot if you're thinking oh okay well you know you want to give him uh if you feel this is a stronger of the two nights or whatever uh Pickard looked pretty good for 40 minutes considering what the defense like said in front of in front of uh either goalie has been like for the Red Wings yeah no doubt and Casey DeSmith was pulled in his last start as well which was against Columbus on a Friday night last week uh he gave up uh, two quick goals early in that game and ended up getting replaced so if it's Nadelkovich versus DeSmith which is the projection right now. You got two guys that got pulled in their last start. So uh, we'll see if they bounce back or whether that was uh, that last start was a sign of things to come and more struggles tonight. We'll see. I think I'll probably bet the full game over if I get to Smith and net for Pittsburgh, because I do think that opens up the chance for Detroit to 
find the back of the net. If it's uh, Jari again, for some reason, I'll probably just stick to the Penguins team total in this one. All right, uh, next game on the slate, Minnesota Wild, New York Rangers. We've got Minnesota minus 150, uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. This is one of two games tonight where we will have a number being retired before the game. Two ceremonies tonight in the NHL. This is one of them for the great Henrik Lundqvist, uh, King Henrik, number 30, going up in the rafters of Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena uh, tonight for the uh, New York Rangers. So uh, that'll be special. I'm going to make a point of it to try to watch that. You know, it's, 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 you get to see, this is basically someone that I've been, had the ability to watch every minute of his career. If I had the opportunity, which I have, we all have, we're all old enough that we've pretty much been able to see every minute of Henrik Lundqvist's great career. So to be able to see that ceremony well-deserved, for him, uh, definitely uh, something that I'm excited about going into this game tonight. Uh, as far as the actual game goes, of course, you've got the Rangers playing last night against Columbus, losing by a score of uh, uh, 5-3 uh, in that game, talking about how we thought the Jackets would be looking to really uh, make amends for just a humiliation that they uh, incurred at the hands of the Calgary Flames when you lose 6 nothing and you give up 62 shots teams don't it doesn't matter how good or bad a team is you want to play better you want to be better the next game and I definitely think we saw that last night with the uh, Jackets uh, in that game so now you got the Rangers here back to back following that game so you got a rest advantage for Minnesota uh, they've been off three days uh, going into this one so they haven't played since Monday night when they clobbered uh, Montreal by a score of uh, eight to two uh, in that game. So they've been out, off for a while. Uh, the Rangers uh, certainly will be looking to bounce back. These ceremony games, you always worry about the team, maybe early in the game in particular. How do they come out? We saw with the Bruins in the Willie O'Ree night. That was about as bad a first period as you could ask for from them against Carolina. The Rangers suffer that same fate. We'll see here in this one. Um, I'm, I'm leaning with the home dog, though, as of right now, believe it or not, the Rangers in this one. I mean, we're, we're talking about Shesterkin will certainly be back in net tonight. Uh, for this game and Cam Talbot will be in net for the wild and Minnesota is starting to play really well again six and one last seven games the only loss was in a shootout to Colorado but this is one of those ultimate spots where you're betting the price not necessarily the team now we've seen this line now creep up to minus 150 in some spots here uh, with the Minnesota Wild. it's a lot to be given the Rangers at home this feels like that spot against Toronto you know a couple of weeks ago I took the Rangers as a home dog uh, not that I thought Toronto was the much, 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 or uh, the range, the, the the Rangers were the better team necessarily, but I thought the price was pretty good, pretty attractive, hard to resist that. It's kind of the way I feel with the Rangers here, getting a healthy plus one thirty in this game. Now the Adam Fox injury we know is significant, right? Upper body injury. It's very unfortunate. He's had a terrific season again for the New York Rangers. That hurts. That means you're going to get some shuffling on the blue line tonight. Lindgren's going to move up to play with Truba. Ke'Andre Miller with Braden Schneider. Uh, Libor Hayek with Niels Lundqvist as the uh, third pair. You know, I don't like that necessarily, that we got we got a little shakeup now with the uh, Fox injury uh, for the Rangers on the back end. But look, we've seen instances before where the defense has given up quality chances and Igor Shesterkin's been good enough to bail them out. He's done that a lot this year. So if there's one guy that can help a team and power them through with a little bit of a shakeup on the blue line and maybe your best defenseman being out, it's Shesterkin to help you out with that going into this game. So uh, this is, again, not best bet material, but I'm just going to wait for this line to climb, and I'm going to grab whatever best price I can with the Rangers for something in this game. You can get as much as plus 130. I'm even seeing plus 135 here 
uh, with New York as home underdogs in this game. Uh, Alex, your thoughts here, Wild and Rangers. Looking at this yesterday, I, I was I, my initial reaction was to look at playing the Wild, and that that's kind of where I am just automatically. I, I'm looking for reasons to bet on the Wild. Uh, I've cashed well with them throughout the season. However, when you look at how that game ended last night, went last night for the New York Rangers, they go up two nothing. Like I said, they end up blowing a two two goal lead, give up four and answer before they get one back and lose five three uh, to a, a a rough Columbus team. Uh, I think they're going to be you know ready and focused to put a full 20 minute and, and longer effort tonight in this game. They come back home. It's Henrik Lundqvist retirement night, which I don't know about you guys. That makes me feel really old seeing that, you know, Henrik Lundqvist and Sergei Subov are both getting their jerseys yeah. retired tonight, but <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, but yeah, so it, it's going to be a, a energetic um, garden crowd on a Friday night. That's always something to, to look for. And, and, you know, with the flip side, the wild, you know, their offense, it, the, the outbursts have been at home. They haven't really translated well, even though they have a winning record on the road, but it hasn't exactly been those 8-2 blowouts against Montreal. We haven't seen that happen away from St. Paul that much. Cam Talbot in that, he you know played 40 minutes in that game and ended up getting pulled. They said he tweaked something with his lower body. We'll see if he's you know recovered from that. He's practiced a couple of days, and so he's ready to go. But before that, he had lost four straight. Uh, this is definitely a, a mismatch goaltending-wise. If Chester can get to the start, we know how well he's done. I could see where there's a lot of shot chances here, but I think more of them will go in for the Rangers than they will for the Wild tonight. So I already grabbed them at plus 125. I'm surprised it's actually climbing up even higher that you can get a, a bigger press price. I thought this was going to be closer to pick them. So uh, I like the home dog here on a retirement night. Yeah, and they've been good at home lately. 13 and 3 in their last 16 home games, 5 and 1 in their last 6 on a back-to-back. So they're actually one of the teams that's done well on the second night of a back-to-back games, the uh New York Rangers as well. And 13 and 3 at home. Like I said in their last uh, 16 games, that's significant off a loss. You know, they've largely been very good in this kind of spot this year, the Rangers as well. They haven't lost consecutive games since mid-December. You know, that's the last time they lost two in a row. You know, so they've always been that kind of team where they lose the previous time out. You know, you're usually going to get a focused, concerted effort. Doesn't mean they're always going to win, but I usually like to think in the Rangers off a loss. Yeah, they're one of those teams that will bring you their best more often than not in a spot like this. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Minnesota, New York Rangers. Well, if you guys remember that uh, the stumbled uh, baseball analogy I tried giving yesterday, it kind of came true. I mean, this is a different Rangers team with Georgiev in Nets versus Shesterkin. And, you know, look, the way I look at it is this. We got a lot of chatter in the uh, in the chat box right now and live on YouTube and everywhere talking about diff- the different players that are going to be in and out. The way I look at it, unless your name is Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, or, or Nathan McKinnon, one player missing a team for one game isn't, to me, the biggest deal in the world. So... The Wild have a player stepping in a forward, and the Rangers have lost the defenseman tonight. Good news is there's four lines and several defensive pairings. Those guys aren't on the ice the entire game. And when you look at a Rangers team like this, I think that the whole back-to-back term, especially for money lines when you're back in a money line, back-to-back might be the most overrated thing used in NHL handicapping ever. I think back-to-back, especially at this point in the year, especially look what Columbus did. Look at how how that went for them, a back-to-back. I mean, this team was a pretty good back-to-back team yesterday. Uh, they, they get throttled in one night, and then the next night they're a pretty good back-to-back team. So I, I like New York, just like you guys do. Um, I think this team can rally around. I think that 
take a look at Minnesota. You know, you can't tell me, look, Chicago's been playing better hockey. Don't get me wrong. But they get back-to-back wins against Chicago. They beat down my Montreal Canadiens. You play a respectable team like Colorado. You lose that one in a close affair. You know, you lose to Buffalo a couple little while back. You, you give up seven goals to Dallas. I mean, it's not like they've just been absolutely galloping through beating all these great teams in the league. Uh, I like the Wild. I think they're a good team. But I don't I don't think we should be going crazy here thinking they're going to put up a five spot like it's nobody's business against the, a, a pissed off Rangers team. Um, you know, good points, though, by Earl Sports Bats talking about Shesterkin because I've made those same points on the show as well that I think they used to rely on him quite a bit. But you know who also relies on their goaltender quite a bit? The Habs last year when they went to the cup finals. Sometimes you have a good goaltender. Is that really what you want to go against? Because you know what I mean? Everybody used to tell me. You can me, mask a lot of deficiencies. Yeah. That's for sure. Everybody, how, What do you guys think I heard every day You know when the Habs were in their run? You're only good because of price. Well, that that was their best player, and they they went all the way to the cup finals. So if Shesterkin's in net, I'm, I'm not looking to fade them. That's for sure right now. And I think that they're in bounce back mode. And I don't know. I think we might be reading a little bit too much into the Henrik uh, retirement or the, the Jersey thing. I think if anything, I think Shesterkin's even more fired up saying, I want to do that. You know, I want that to be me too, you know? So I don't know. Just because what happened in Boston happened in Boston and, and other stuff's happening. You know, we, we see it all the time in basketball too, right. like a huge ceremony prior to the game. It can really throw off players, but sometimes it can fire you up and they are off a loss, not yeah. off a win. So and also, it's just a, if you're giving me pick em odds here, my play might be a little bit different. But give me the dog at home, I'll take it. Yeah, we're going to – I don't want to besmirch Willie O'Ree, and I'm not going to, but Willie O'Ree was a player from the 50s and the 60s, whereas the Rangers are taking yeah. the ice now. Henrik Lundqvist this is a guy they played and they looked up to a lot of these guys because they saw yeah. him. They saw him play for their – you know, live an actual live game action. And maybe it's a different spot where, look, that's Henrik Lundqvist here. How the fuck can we shit the bed tonight, you know, in this game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Ian, that's a great point, honestly. I, yeah. I've been to a few reti- ceremony- ceremonies over the years, and, and the last one I went to for the Hawks was with Keith Magnuson and Pierre Pilat. They both shared number three, hanging in the rafters. And it, it was an energetic and, and emotional moment. But that also because that was a crowd that was mostly an older crowd that had remembered the, watching those guys play. Uh, when you have a younger player, and we're going to, like I said, now we're at that point where we're going to see some of these, these guys who just played a few years ago having their numbers retired. Uh, I think that brings a lot more energy. Like I said, it, it, it's it's fresh in, in not only just the, the fans' minds, but like I said, there's still guys on that team who played with him just a few years ago. So uh, I think that makes a, a huge difference. That's a very good point to, to mention when looking at any kind of uh, uh, ceremony uh, in particular. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the fact that this is just a, a player that's been in the league the last 15 to 20 years, all these players watched Henrik Lundqvist play. They know the significance he is of him to the New York Rangers franchise and the greatness uh, of him in that for them for all those years. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. And, and a well-liked where, guy throughout the league, yeah. too. I mean, you saw the praise they gave him on TNT the other night and, and just everybody's been you know really kind of, uh, you know, I've never heard a bad word about him, to be honest. So that that makes a big difference as well. Yeah, there were people a long time ago that said he probably he, Henrik Lundqvist, he looks like one of these snobby guys because he dresses so well and the suits are just so expensive yeah. and all that. But it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. 
Couldn't right. be further from the truth. He's very good to the fans, always has been. Very he's welcome to, to start a conversation with you if you stop him in the street, that kind of thing. It, just because you dress well, you know, and have nice, expensive Armani suits or whatever the case may be, doesn't mean you're a jerk. You no. know, and I that's think- the thing. He he embraced he embraced that culture. I mean, they play in Manhattan for Christ's sakes. Like he embraced yeah. that New York image uh fully in my opinion and that that's the reason why he's having his number retired so soon they're not waiting 10 years or 15 years to do it they're doing it right now because he was truly the cornerstone of this franchise for the last next 15 almost 20 years that's a great point renus in the chat yes talbot backed up lundquist at one point uh, in new york he might want to pilot a great game tonight but the point alex made about talbot we will move on to the next game after this but this is a fascinating one and you hit on it alex how healthy is talbot how right is talbot right, right now yeah. he was out for a while he came back against montreal he's taken out in the second period precautionary reasons is what we're hearing uh they just didn't you know he wasn't feeling great you know decided to come out of that game you know and now he's back in tonight you know how right health wise and Performance-wise, on the ice, are we going to have it with Cam Talbot tonight? I think it's a legit question there after what we saw uh, against Montreal. is taken out of the game early on. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how a Talbot does uh, in between the pipes tonight in a very fascinating game, Wild and the Rangers. As you'll notice on our YouTube channel, a lot of the times the game I place in the title uh, of the uh, YouTube video is arguably the game of the night or one of the spotlight games. And to me, this was clearly the uh, spotlight game here. Yeah. Wild uh, and Rangers tonight should be a good one. Uh, Colorado, Chicago next up. We've got Colorado minus 180 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game shaded to the under. Uh, I'm really not going to go into much detail here. This is a pass for me. I'm not involved in this game from a side or totals perspective uh, in this one. Colorado is just a team that's just finding ways to win. It hasn't always been pretty. You know, you look at the last nine games, this team has actually gone five of those games beyond regulation. So, you know, they have been, you know, just getting by, finding ways to win. They've not exactly been annihilating teams. And now they're on the road where, you know, Chicago, I remember just recently, Chicago and Colorado played here at the United Center. And yeah, Colorado won in overtime 4-3. Chicago was right there in that game. Uh, and, you know, gave Colorado a pretty good effort. It's just one of those games, guys, where it feels like if Colorado wins by a couple goals, it wouldn't shock me. If they win by a goal, it wouldn't shock me. If the game goes to overtime, it wouldn't shock me. Maybe you can sprinkle on the draw, if anything, tonight, because I could see Chicago putting up a fight here. Draw might be something I would consider, but other than that, total is tough for me. Sidewise, I'm not stepping in front of Colorado. But I don't have enough confidence in Chicago to take them either, so uh, I'm going to end up passing on this game. Uh, Alex, uh, Colorado, Chicago. Yeah, I'm looking, looking toward this full game over and grabbing it uh, and adjust it. Now, this is one where it may be not so much adjusted price, but I'm looking for the adjusted number. I want to try to get this at six, laying $1.30, $1.35, as opposed to six and a half. Uh, the, like I said, the Hawks, the way that their defense was, was uh, pretty brutal. Calvin DeHaan, I mean, he made some some critical mistakes uh, Wednesday night in, in that Detroit game, and he's a guy who's supposed to be one of the top defensemen on this team, just hasn't really looked like it at times. Jonathan Taves is out. He's in concussion protocol. Really doesn't mean as much as it once did, unfortunately, although he's still one of the better face-off guys on this team, so that's going to hurt them a little bit as well. Uh, in Colorado, I mean, the, the juggernaut that they are, they just keep on rolling. They keep finding ways to win. Uh, and I was lucky to cash with uh, that live a uh, couple of live bets with Colorado in that comeback. I just actually missed out on, on getting plus 1,500 
for them to to win that game the other night when they I was looking to try to grab them to win when there was three one. They get the goal to, to to tie it to make it three to two, and that dropped all the way to 400. But still was able to hit that. Still was able to hit game going to overtime as well live. So this might be a live game for me, honestly. Like I said, I, I'll lean with the over six if I can grab that live and maybe look for next goal to score. Uh, you know, just kind of feel the the pace and tempo of it. Uh, Chicago should hopefully carry some of that momentum from that win uh, against Detroit the other night, but you can't rely on that. And like I said, Colorado's just been dominating them in the last 10 games. They're eight and one and one against the Hawks. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, when it comes and you mentioned it, Jonathan Taves not playing when it comes to him, it's sad to see when a guy's offensive skill sets diminishing and unfortunately that's what's happening here with Taves. It really is uh, becoming clear. And, you know, you look at it and look, Taves can give you so many good things for a team in various areas. He's been that way his whole career. He's not been about offense in his career. It's been about leadership in the dressing room. It's been about playing in all situations, you know, face-offs, you know, penalty kill, power play, five-on-five, being a good four-checker, being a terrific defensive forward. It's been all of those things. But when you see a guy that's been routinely been able to get at least 20 goals pretty much every season in his career, and you see him stuck on four goals – in over 40 games this year on pace to not even crack double digits uh, in yeah. goals scored this year. Sad to see it because we know this guy's had a terrific career and you're seeing the offense just, you know, down the stretch here of a long career. It's, it's not what it used to be for Taves. And I, I haven't heard any, any rumblings. This is not a rumor or anything like that, but I would not be shocked one bit if we see Taves hang it up at the end of the year. Yeah. And he's had some years, right. Remember he took that time away. Yeah. as well and you know and uh tried to sort things out and that's maybe a little bit of a telltale sign that he's thinking of uh yeah, bringing this uh career of his to an end maybe sooner rather than later so good so, career still that's yeah, for sure course. no question incredible uh, career about yeah. That. yeah incredible career and they they may not win the stanley cups they do if anyone but jonathan taves uh anyone other than jonathan taves is wearing the seat you know yeah, for the uh definitely. chicago blackhawks the leadership that guy was a tremendous leader, and I don't yes. even need to be in the dressing room to know that. It's third third party accounts, third party stories that we've heard over the years that his ability to lead a, a dressing room and lead a group of men is about as good as you could possibly ask for uh, in the National Hockey League. Uh, Andrew, uh, anything for you in this one? Abs and Blackhawks. Yeah, it's not really one that I love uh, by any means. I, I will say hats off to Alex for for that live stuff because I was the same way. Colorado games have been awesome for live betting lately. Whether I think I got over five and a half in that game, like plus one fifty or sixty or something like that. It was like right. really good. And I, I, the funny thing is, I tried to at one point get the live bet. I think it was like uh, plus five hundred Alex on the Colorado money line, and the bet mm. didn't go through. And I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, whatever." You know how it's like <laughs> spinning for a second. Yep. Yeah, that's what happened. But uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, obviously no McKinnon in, in the lineup tonight. Um, so I think it's a good prop night um, to look at. Uh, also, I got actually no. Before I say anything, I got to tip my hat to Ian for giving me a winner with uh, Nazem Kadri over shots. That was a good tip for yeah. Ian. Indeed. And uh, he actually got a lot of those shots in the third period. He was looking great out the gate. But Miko yeah. Randon, over three and a half shots, minus 115, 120, depending on where you're shopping around. Uh, if you're using DraftKings, you're going to get a good price, minus 115. Uh, it's kind of funny that at some shops right now, I'm seeing McKinnon listed. I feel like just pounding the under on all his props and arguing with the uh, the websites. Uh, but yeah, McKinnon, obviously he's out. Miko Randon, looking at his shots on goal. Um, you can look down the lineup as well at a couple different point props. Um, 
because when you look at these guys like like McKinnon and, and Ranton and all these guys to score goals or score points, it's always like minus two eighty, Ian, minus two three three hundred, something like that. Um, but Kale McCarr, you know, he's somebody you can look at um, to get over one and a half points, and you're getting plus one ninety on him. Don't you think you're going to see McCarr jump into the rush a little bit more tonight? I just got that feeling that we're going to see him be heavily involved here. So the Blackhawks, I think I'll say this. They're live early in the game. I, I think that we're going to see, even though the Blackhawks, you'd think the Avalanche, after everything we've seen from them, you'd think they're going to want to give a good effort out the gate. Right now, something worries me about the Avalanche, and they just have to wake, get, you know, wake up. And it wouldn't shock me to see a first period over here with a, you know a two one call uh, two one Chicago, and then all of a sudden we're getting a better price on Colorado. So this is again going to be a pretty good live betting game. But there's a there's a good prop market tonight, uh, and I've been heavily involved. Any uh, goal scorers you like in this one, Ian? I was looking around at a couple different ones. I mean Logan O'Connor plus three twenty five bargain bin material. I've always uh, looked at. I've given him uh, consideration multiple times at these uh, prices, especially when he's had been elevated in the lineup. Again, you're looking at these lineup sheets, and you're trying to see players that are getting more minutes and a uh, an advanced lineup, advanced up the lineup. You know, to a top six, bottom six to a top six. You find those type of situations. You often get good prices and great bet on situations. And O'Connor's still on the third line, but Comfer and Jost along with him have really gotten new hooks. The one I would look at tonight. He's going to play with Kadri and Burakovsky, and Kadri certainly. Now, I like the shots on goal more with Kadri at home. Most of his big shot outputs have been in Denver, not so much on the road. But I would still lean to over shots. He's probably going to shoot more with a guy like Nathan McKinnon out. And by the way, with McKinnon, it's day-to-day is what we're hearing with him. We don't know if it's going to be something that's going to keep him out for a long period of time or whether this is just going to be uh, a limited absence. The update is facial fracture, concussion. He'll miss the next three games might actually have to skip the all-star game. You know, we'll have to wait and see, but that's the current diagnosis right now with the McKinnon. And of course, as Alex mentioned, Taves is not playing tonight for uh, Chicago. So I feel uh, bad. Ian, it always seems like every year players get hurt before the all-star game. Yeah. Bathurst like Sidney Crosby. How yep. many all-star games did yep. he miss? Yep. He missed so many because of injuries. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a bad timing because uh, McKinnon certainly would have been one of the spotlight players in the uh, all-star game. Now we're wondering about, his status uh, for that particular event uh, moving forward. So Kadri and Newhook, they're honestly the ones that I would consider here for uh, goal score props tonight. Uh, Newhook now on the second line. Maybe he uh, gets things rolling a bit offensively tonight for Colorado in this game. Uh, all right, before we get to our last two games, uh, we want to mention uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, great partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network uh, and uh the ice guys as well and a reminder that hey we've got conference championship sunday uh this weekend uh we're definitely uh, all looking forward to that we have just four teams left uh, in the nfl playoffs uh, and DraftKings sportsbook uh can uh, definitely uh take advantage of what they have to offer and the odds that they have to offer uh counting down to super bowl 56 new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins not a new customer you can experience the conference championship still with same game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout the more legs you add the more money you win DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds 
on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, moving on. We got two games left. Washington Capitals, Dallas Stars, Dallas minus 125. Home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Dallas back home after a road trip and a home ice that has been very, very good for them. 14 and five they are uh, on home ice this year and coming off a sweep on that road trip as well uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. Washington, on the other hand, uh, they're just not playing well at the moment. I, their offense is dried up. We've talked about the loss of TJ Oshie and how they've been struggling offensively, struggling to win games without TJ Oshie. It continues to be a problem uh, for the Washington Capitals. They can't overcome mediocre goaltending as well right now, and that's the problem. There's reasons why, as we talked about yesterday, the Capitals are you know you know kicking the tires on Mark Andre Fleury. You know they they don't have a whole lot of confidence at the moment with. Uh, Ilya Samsonov, whose game has tailed off and gone in a down, downward spin. Uh, Vitek Vanacek, who's going to start tonight for the Capitals, has been up and down. He's been lacking consistency from one start to the next. So uh, it continues to be a bit of an issue here for uh, Washington in terms of consistency and stability uh, in between the pipes for them. And now you combine that with the offense looking punchless at times, You know, especially these last two losses, San Jose and Vegas at home. They only score one goal. Uh, in those two games combined. So there's definitely some issues right now with Washington. Don't know if I can back this team at the moment uh, until I see signs of a turnaround. But at the same point in time, it's not a great spot necessarily for the Stars. You know, they're back home off a four-game road trip. And let's be honest, you know, the four-game road trip and the four wins, Buffalo, Detroit, Philly, and New Jersey. You know, that's the sisters of the poor right there, if I've ever seen it, you know, for the Dallas Stars in terms of who they beat uh, on that road trip, not a single quality foe, you know, on that road trip where they swept it, winning four straight. So, you know, I don't know if I necessarily think, wow, Dallas, what a road trip. Well, maybe you just beat a bunch of bad teams. It kind of looks that way, but Washington's kind of a bad team right now. So <laughs> it's a really, really interesting game at the moment. Um, I don't have a lot. I guess if I had to, at the plus price, it kind of feels like it's a better spot for Washington. Desperation, Dallas off a road trip. They didn't beat anybody on that road trip of quality. I guess I'd take Washington if I had to, but boy, it's not with much conviction at all. Uh, they're just having a tough time at the moment. Alex, what do you think here? Capitals, Stars. This game screams draw to me at plus 320. And you look at, you know, like you said, Dallas coming back off that that unsuccessful road trip. Washington's been struggling, but one key thing to note here is that it is Braden Holtby getting the start tonight for Dallas. This is his first time going against Washington uh, since he's left there. So he didn't get a shot to do that when he was with Vancouver, obviously, with uh, the pandemic, you know, kind of changing things around. So that's something to, to kind of keep a note of. He played his best years there, obviously won a cup there. So his first time going against his old team and, and a few of his old mates. It might jazz him up a little bit, but like I said, you can't really back either one of these teams to, to you know, put in a full 60-minute effort and get a win uh, right now, but I could see them hanging around and this maybe be a close affair. So at plus 320, I would lean with the draw. 
All right, draw plus 320, yeah, coin flip type of game, which this definitely does feel like. Uh, you can't fault uh, anybody, including Alex, maybe looking at a draw here at a pretty solid plus 320. Uh, Andrew, Washington, Dallas. Pretty much for all the reasons you just said, uh, I really think that uh, I, I, I think that we're going to see Washington upset Dallas. I mean, Dallas has had a cakewalk. If you were looking to bet on Dallas, if you were if you were a schedule checker, you should have been all over Dallas their last several games here. Road trips over, fun times over. Now time to play a team that is desperate as desperate can be, and I think they're going to get it done tonight. I think Ovechkin scores. I think John Carlson gets a point. And uh, I think the Capitals win at the underdog spot here. So don't love it. It's not my best bet of the whole entire day, but I can't ignore the odds here. I can't ignore the fact that Dallas, you know, that term, uh, Marco D'Angelo always uses it, fat and sassy. I mean, if there's ever a time to use that old-fashioned handicapping term, isn't that it? Isn't today it with the Dallas Stars? feeling too good about themselves for beating down some bad teams. And we've got a Capitals team that has only scored one goal in 120 minutes of hockey. I don't know. That's the way I'm looking. I like, uh, I like them tonight. And yeah, I mean, uh, Zach F look, I, the reason why I, I, I like uh, Jake Gensel is because he's made me a lot of money recently. Uh, you guys have to realize a lot of times when I take these goal scoring props, I'm also taking the shots on goal. It, it's kind of like, you know, if you take uh you know, if you take certain, you know, like people, when people well, make you take money a lines, touchdown prop with someone in football, you're a receiver, you're probably taking the receiving yards props. Yes. Over, yep. Receptions yeah, yeah. Props over, right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, there and you and because yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be mad at a guy not getting a goal for me. If he's quite get five shots that game, that'd be the worst feeling in the world. So uh, it, it just means I like what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Jake Gensel, like we say, he's getting chance. Even the nights he doesn't score, he's getting some chances. He's getting some shots for uh, them. Yeah, Dallas is great at home, so that's why it's. it's but I'm kind of with Andrew. If I had to bet it, I'd probably look Washington. It's just I'm sick and tired of taking Washington. I thought that was a plum spot for them to bounce back after getting shut out by Vegas against a very beatable San Jose team. James Reimer's been craptastic mm-hmm. uh, in net yeah. since uh, Christmas break, and Washington's making him look like a Grant Fuhrer in his prime. You know, but he, look at what happened in the in the St. Louis and Calgary game. Like Calgary beat down St. Louis at home. Yep. So why would anybody think it would be any different? Because things can change. You know, sometimes you say what can change in a short period of time, but sometimes you think the opposite. You know, like what was it? Seven goals Calgary scored on St. Louis, and how'd that go for them yesterday? You know, oh, I think and, and, a spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Dallas, you know, everyone's like, well, how could you back Washington right now with how yep. they're playing? Well, yep. how could anybody back Calgary or, or St. Louis after what happened to them? Because there's, there's all these situational spots that add up. And I think this is really one of those things that, yeah. that really adds up. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're not, they, they got to bounce out of this funk every now and then. And uh, you got to do it with starting to find the back of the net. And, uh, you know, this is uh, nights where, look, I know Oshie being out has been significant and they have not been very good without him and the record i think is now something like three and 11 three and 12 or four and 12 it's not good it's right around that type of record without tj oshi this year but this is where you need you know some this is where you need to end it to, to be fair to washington they, they anthony math has been a big loss too they haven't had him in forever and he was counted on to give them some offense it can't always be and we're seeing it you know, when Ovechkin and Wilson and Kuznetsov and Backstrom aren't scoring for you, you know, you got to get some 
you know, your Lars Ellers of the world and Connor Sheary's and Sprong and some of these guys that sometimes they can show up and step up and sometimes they don't. So that has to be a, a team-wide approach in terms of helping them out of this little uh, drought that they're in uh, in terms of finding the back of the net right now. I got to yeah, laugh at what Howie just said, how we feel in, <laughs> in the live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how we feeling is great. He's got, he's a great character. He's got a sense of humor. We've seen him on our betcasts, which is a great segue to mentioning that betcasts are coming back. I'm, I'm going to talk with Alex and Andrew after this show today about it, but I'm thinking we might do one next week. You know, even though I said after the Super Bowl, you know, we'll do one next week just to get everybody, you know, into the mood again. And then we'll take a couple weeks off. We'll let the Super Bowl pass. I'm not going to be scheduling one uh, the week of the Super Bowl going in because I'm just pouring over these props like crazy and spending yeah. hours upon hours researching all these props. Yeah. And that's going to take up too much time to do. So we might do a bet cast next week, you know, and then we'll come back, obviously, after Super Bowl weekend and start a weekly uh, betcast here for the ice guys so uh but definitely they're on the way and we're looking forward to it uh, the betcast will be a lot of fun as in the past it'll be us me alex andrew jimmy whoever can join us from the crew we invite all of our fans viewers listeners to join us on the stream we bet the games we comment on the games we watch them as they unfold we bring our favorite adult beverages uh if we wish as well uh which we often do and it's, it's just a lot of fun it's like sitting at a bar sitting at a pub betting hockey, watching hockey live as it happens. So we're looking forward to cranking up the BetCast possibly as early as next week. Look forward to it. There we go. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, the BetCasts are fun. We're excited to get them back going here uh, once again uh, here uh, in, in February and beyond. We're planning to do these the rest of the regular season, of course, throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. All right, final game on this Friday card, Boston-Arizona. We've got Boston minus 270 to minus 280 road favorites, six the total here uh, in this game. You've got the Bruins obviously continuing this road trip. It started in Colorado uh, the other night, and Everybody that was interviewed and Jimmy Murphy, I, I heard him asking some questions of the Bruce Cassidy and Coyle and uh, Linus Allmark after that loss to Colorado, uh, the workaholic that he is. That's why he's not here today. Swamped with writing. Uh, but uh, one of the things that those Boston players and Cassidy, the head coach, all said after that loss to Colorado was, man, we let one get away. They did. They had a three to one lead. Things were looking good. It looked like they were finally going to hand Colorado a rare home loss. Uh, and then the Avalanche do what they do. They get strong in the third period. The other team, I think, gets weaker and slows down and gets a little gassed in the third period in that thin air and altitude. That's been a common occurrence. The Avalanche have had so many third period comebacks at home because the other team just hits a wall physically being in that uh, thin air. I really think it gets to them. They take advantage. They tied it late. And, of course, they win on the Kale McCarr power play goal in overtime uh, to get the uh, 4-3 comeback win. Uh, when I look at this game, Boston, you know, you would think they want to bounce back. They've got the team that you would think they could capably bounce back against, although they do have a couple injuries. Nick Foligno, Mac Rizlick remains out, or at least questionable. They're hoping that they might see him back tonight, but uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, and you look at Arizona, not exactly at the greatest of spots for them. They're returning back home off a road trip through New Jersey, New York Islanders, the Rangers. It ended in Pittsburgh the other night, and it really didn't end well the last two games. Not at all defensively very good for the Coyotes, giving up a seven spot, a touchdown to the Rangers, and then they gave up six goals, and that game was scoreless after the first period. And then Arizona just, you know, completely crumbles defensively, and the Penguins explode for a six spot. 
to beat them six to three. And now they're going to go with uh, Wedgwood uh, in net tonight, giving uh, Karel Vamelka a little bit of a rest, who's gotten more of the starts lately. Uh, and uh, with Wedgwood, he wasn't great in his last start, which came against the Islanders, gave up four goals uh, in on 35 shots in that game, uh, which wasn't uh, any, really good. Before that, he gave up seven in his last start, which was the first game after the break against San Jose. Remember that wild 8-7 game? That was Scott Wedgwood in net. Uh, that night so he's not coming in with a boatload of confidence here I think for me it would just be a Bruins team total over three and a half minus 140 that's probably what I'd go with here in this game Uh, I probably will end up pulling the trigger on it Uh, nothing much more to say than that you could put Boston in a parlay yeah Uh, Michael that you could do that you could go Boston in regulation but you got to pay a price I'd rather go with that team total uh, over three and a half here tonight with the Boston Bruins all mark will be in net for the Bruins I don't have to worry about what Arizona does offensively. I think Bruins team total over three and a half. That's what I'll be uh, rolling with here in this game. Uh, Alex, uh, Boston, Arizona. Yeah, I'm on this first period over uh, one and a half laying a dollar 30. Boston should have cashed that uh, in that last game against Colorado. And obviously like I said, you know, that momentum of, of losing a game in that fashion. And now you're taking on an Arizona team that they've simply dominated over the years, 17 and four, the last 21 meetings, including a 10 game win streak. Uh, and like I said, Wedgwood has been kind of a shell of himself in his last few starts. I feel like we're going to get some goals early and often here. So I uh, definitely like this first period over and kind of spoiler alert. That's my best bet for tonight. There you go. Bruins Coyotes over one and a half first period for Alex. I'm liking that a lot here tonight in this game. Yeah, we're going to try to get our old favorites back. We've lost contact with Vital Cote, who was on this show a few times last year. He's gone off social. He's done totally dark from social media of all kinds. So uh, we've lost, uh, he put out an SOS or an APB on him. We can't find him right now. Can't find him with a telescope as I would say. <laughs> can't find him. Can't find him with anything else right now. So that's the only issue there. And yeah, that was Brett that had all the McDavid stories last year. And, uh, yeah. Uh, although he's really busy right now. So we'll have to see if he's able to join us again for BetCast right now. May, may not be able to, but yeah, his McDavid stories were very good. I remember them last year. All right. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Boston, Arizona. Well, I think the I think the Boston Bruins need a, a game to thumb somebody. You know, I, I said last time around when they played the Avalanche that the Avalanche probably weren't the team for them to get back on track against. They ended up almost doing that, but they didn't. And I think this is the game they do. Obviously, it's easy for us to come on here every single you know show and just say let's fade the Coyotes. We all you know would have probably had a pretty good season at least at the start of the season if we did that. But in this spot in particular, I'm, yeah, I'm right there uh, with you guys. I like I like the Bruins tonight. I think they get it done. I think they're a good parlay piece. If you want to put the Penguins and the Bruins together, I can't talk anybody off that. Um, we saw some dogs barking last night, or at least trying to. I think tonight we can see some dogs barking, but also the two biggest favorites. I think they come through. Yeah, and for Boston, two straight losses, Anaheim at home, 5-3, and of course the Colorado loss where they fought valiantly, uh, but they ended up uh, falling short 4-3. You know, you get a team off two straight losses, now playing one of the worst teams in the NHL. The teams that are focused to beat the worst teams often beat the worst teams, and you know that's kind of the way I'm feeling about this one here tonight. But again, I don't want any part of the uh, money line or reg reg line's not a great value. I would want, yeah, I would want... um, the team total to me that's more reason that's digestible even though that's still minus 140 you know that's a lot more digestible there uh bruins team total at uh, over three and a half in that game 
Great stuff, Andrew and Alex on a Friday, uh, breaking down the Friday NHL card. 205 live viewers on YouTube right now. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. Uh, let's wrap things up with best bets for this Friday card. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Actually, you already mentioned it, but you can reiterate yeah. it. Yeah, right. Bruins and Coyotes first period over one and a half. Bruins on a nine and two run. Uh, last 11 of the first period over. That really should have been 10 and two, to be honest. That, uh, like I said, they just missed some quality chances getting that second goal in that first period against Colorado. I think they'll be able to do that tonight here. So I like the Bees and the Yotes first period over is my best bet. All right, there you go. Bees and uh, Coyotes over one and a half first period. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Not sure I mentioned this during the Colorado Chicago game, but I I don't I know I didn't mention the goalies, but it's Flurry for Chicago and it's Pavel Francouz uh, mm-hmm. for Colorado, uh, which is and look, it's more of a back and forth right now, Kemper and Francouz because Francouz has been very good since he's been back uh, for the uh, Avalanche in, in recent outings for him when he's been in between the pipes. Uh, Andrew, best bet. Yeah, it seems like you're either a really good defensive team, a good offensive team, or you have great goaltending, and you got to pick two out of three of those. And right now, we know which two Colorado has. We're trying to figure out if they can get all three. Uh, it's going to be an interesting battle at, at the goaltending position. Best bet material for me. Uh, let me. I'm debating between. You know what? I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the dogs here, and I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to roll with. I'm going to go with the Rangers. Best bet. I'm going to go with the Rangers. I think they get it done. I think they they can really bounce back and and uh, and to, and that's a real great price. There you go. New York Rangers plus one thirty, plus one thirty five, even in some spots with the Rangers as home underdogs. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. And yeah, I forgot to mention it with the Washington Dallas game. Sergey Zubov, uh, his name. Uh, or his number getting uh, retired tonight uh, as well. Great defenseman uh, for a long, long time with the uh, Dallas Stars, uh, and he will rightfully so have his uh, name uh, jersey retired uh, prior to the uh, game. So uh, definitely uh, well-deserved and well-earned for a great defenseman and one who was very versed and in the league for a long time as well. Yeah, uh, Zubov had a very lengthy career, managed to stay healthy, avoid significant injury, uh, so congrats to him. Uh, he'll be uh, having his number retired by the Stars prior to their game uh, against the Capitals tonight. Uh, my best bet, I'm going to go Pittsburgh Penguins team total over three and a half, uh, minus 140. Uh, I think bounce back time after the loss to Seattle. Uh, I'd expect them to get to four goals here tonight in this game. So Penguins team total uh, over three and a half, minus 140 uh, for my uh, best bet uh, on this uh, Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. That's a wrap. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, hit the like button on the way out if you haven't done so already. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Excited Avarinas Vitolins, former uh, hockey player, now in Latvia, now a daily hockey better and fan of the show joining us as a special guest tomorrow looking forward to that on the saturday edition of the ice guys so join us for that for andrew mcginnis and alex b smith i'm ian cameron have a great friday enjoy the games and good luck we'll talk to you again tomorrow on saturday as we break down a massive saturday nhl card tomorrow on the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network